Hello and welcome to Our World, a special edition, a vet style edition with your host, usually Netboy and Doc. Net can't be here today, so I have Dex, Dexy Dexa sitting in, also a Brooklynite, a bed style Brooklynite. Mr. Dex, how are you today, sir? I'm good, brother. I'm good on this uh, uh, cloudy, rainy day, but I'm good. That's good. That's beautiful to hear. Did you have a good weekend? Had a great weekend. Fantastic. That's always lovely to hear. I like to hear that people are doing good, man. I'm not one of those people that like to hear anybody shitty, having a bad time, sick, or anything like that, even though I know that's reality. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not, I don't live in Fantasy Island, so I do know that shit happens, but I am also glad to always hear that somebody's doing well. I mean, I yes, like sir. to be doing well myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spread the positive vibes. Yes, yes. Listen, I mean, I know that some people are probably going to tune in that's never heard me before, probably, and that's going to probably be due to you, Dex. And I appreciate that. And we welcome you to our world where you can find our show on SoundCloud at Netboy Doc, iTunes, Our World Netboy Doc, and YouTube Netboy Doc. Uh, there's been a lot going on this weekend. This was a huge sports weekend. It's a Trump as usual, movies, TV. We, we touch on all of those subjects. But we do do it with adult language from time to time. So hopefully that doesn't bother your senses and uh, you can hang with us today. Hey, let me just ask you a question, Dex. You were a long-time dreadlock wearer. Long time, as far as <laughs> I know. Yes, I was. Do you have years. any... You said how long? 20? 20 years, from 1995 to... Jeez, like 2000... This is 2017... Like two thousand, almost twenty years. Yeah, like twenty years. The two thousand thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Okay, so do you have what's your what's your take on Mister Jeremy Lin, an Asian gentleman with dreadlocks? I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, when uh, you know, like we from New York, so we always see a lot of people, different ethnic groups, wearing locks. So it's not a shocker to me, you know, if he has locks. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that um, I haven't. I saw a picture of it. I'm surprised that his hair actually locks so quickly because normally, when you have um, a softer uh, texture of hair, it takes a while for your hair to get locked. You know. Yeah, but you know what? When you go into a person that you're probably paying two grand an hour, they're masters. <laughs> Me personally, I had no problem with Jeremy Lin. I had no problem. I didn't even call this uh, uh, appropriation. Due to the fact that uh, as long as you don't try to act like you invented it, right? and that's not, that wasn't the angle Jeremy Lin was shooting for. Like, okay, I'm the first guy to rock these when he's around a whole basically sports world full of people with locks. Right, and I was surprised that uh, Kenyon Martin came to him because Kenyon's played in Brooklyn, and New Jersey, he played for the Knicks, and he played for the Knicks, the Nets. So yeah. for him to, you know, like you, you're going to run up, come around people in a circle that, you know, that rocking that hairstyle, you know. Yeah, I guess he's never been to Williamsburg. He hasn't seen a hipster. Yeah, exactly. And you want to exactly. know something? Uh, and let's, let's be a little bit honest about the whole situation. 
I'm sure some tribes in Africa were the first naughty dreads. You know what I mean? Then right, the right. Rust- the Rastafarians, Bob Marley and that crew and everybody that came after, put it on the public. I mean, it put it on the map. This was a hairdo that was associated with someone's religion. I mean, if anybody's uh, appropriating, it's everybody who wore it as a fashion statement instead of just wearing braids. Right. Because could you imagine, could you imagine like in three weeks from now, everybody starts wearing a yarmulke? It would never happen. Right, right, exactly. No, nobody will go, you know, people just don't put on uh, monks' robes and beads. This is like the only religion that I've ever seen this happen to, so, you know. Right. Which but is, it's uh, a hairdo. People need to uh, take their panties a little bit out of a bunch. Yeah, yeah, it's a hairdo. And it's just also, too, like this new thing with people wearing kilts and stuff like that. Which I yeah, don't well, get, but <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah, if you and if you post a properly wear kilt with no drawers, so I mean you, you're faking the funk if you got a pair of boxes on underneath it anyway. So, and, and most brothers are not gonna just go. Uh, well, then again, I can't really say that. Some brothers might literally go ass out because they like to have their pants sag. That that goes, it comes, and it seems to be back in a little trend again. Right, Which I don't right, understand. Right. Yes, absolutely. And and that's something that needs to die. That pants sagging needs to die. Yes, yes. Because I would say nine out of ten men that are walking by somebody that's got their pants sagging, they got on drawers too. So we don't give a rat's ass that you got on a pair of drawers. It's nothing right. special. A pair of drawers is only special to the homeless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're the only people that having a pair of drawers is special to, you know, when you only got one pair, you know. But yeah, other than yeah. that, now this weekend, and I'm not going to cast any aspersions on this gentleman other than say that he's got to be smarter than this. Nelly gets arrested for allegedly raping a woman. Right. Now, Nelly should be a poon professional by now. He's been a celebrity for a long time. Mm, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you, you, you got to have some discernment on who you pick up, man, and what type of chicks these are. I mean, my mother used to always tell me, just because it's free shouldn't, shouldn't, it means just because something's free shouldn't be you. Everything right. free is not for you. Right. You know, and uh, you know what? If if Nelly didn't do this, that's a fucked up thing to be plastered all over the front page of everywhere about. Yeah, exactly, and then and especially with like you said, Nelly's been in, he been in the game for a long time, twenty year plus veteran. So he already know what time it is. People looking for the come up, and uh, not to say, of course, anything's possible. He could be guilty, you know, of this crime, but. And the nature of the thing today, you know, you got people who are looking for the come up, and they'll do anything by any means necessary, you know, or even if it's just to give me a payout to shut up and go away. True, true, and and I'm not I'm not going left or right on this because I was not on that tour bus, but it's right. just a bad look when your mama's got to pick up a newspaper, or and I'm sure they texted her instantly if she's still alive. Look at your baby. 
I mean, damn. You know, you just got to use your head a little, just a little bit more, man. I mean, yeah, I heard yeah. that... I heard that this this thing for celebrities anyway, they have like a uh, letter of consent for sex. You know what? Have your lawyer fax you over a hundred copies of that shit and make these chicks sign them in front of witnesses. You know wow. what I mean? Wow. That's something, a letter of consent? <laughs> yes. Supposedly, athletes, celebrities, they have a letter of consent for sexual activity just to protect them from situations like this. I guess no, what that's... you do is you take a picture of an ID, you put it with that, you staple it, you fax that shit off somewhere real quick. Even if it's, See, because you can fax something off at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not going to hurt nobody. You fax it to your lawyer. Hey, if, this, if Jane Blow says that I did something out of the ordinary, I got a signature, a driver's license picture, and we'll never even go to court. I mean, we never even go to the precinct. Wow, that, that's something you know, how how where we've come from to to, to this day. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, we 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 we're in some shape. We're in some shape, <laughs> and and we're in some shape because we got not this ain't the first time, but we got a true lunatic in Washington. Oh, I yes, mean, this, without a doubt, this Trump. How does he? go in front of the people of the world and try to big up Hispanic Heritage Month and then says Puerto Rico in the manner that he says it in, yes. and not once, twice, but three times. Everything yes. is a joke. Everything's a Twitter yes. joke yes. in this cloud. Absolutely. It is a joke. Um, I was just reading something by uh, – I posted it by Bob Corker. He said that it's a shame that the White House has become a daycare and that's the and it appears that somebody missed their shift. Oh, you know what? I I just think they're negligent. Period. This dude is seventy two years old. I not being a parent right now of any small child. I think that the average parent of a small child, Donald Trump, is the example of not how to let your children act. Yes. Right, and and then the crazy thing, Doc, is that people are telling you give him a chance. How you 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 can't, you don't give a seventy-two-year-old a chance. You're supposed to know. True, I mean you, you, he's a veteran. This yes, man's been around. Yes, and and you're then supposed to know. Yesterday, him and Pence both played the okie doke on everybody. Yes. With this jive about Pence showing up to the game, knowing from the beginning, from the second that he sat down at that game, he was leaving. I mean, these San Francisco 49er players have been protesting all season long. Right. And uh, and I told him, I called him and told him, first of all, as a grown man, I'm insulted. And another grown man would even tweet, I called you and told you. Wouldn't you keep that to yourself and make it seem yeah. like it was my idea? Right, right, right. Yeah, once again, with the um, I'm a big myself up, and all the accolades come upon me. You know, that feeding my ego. I, you know what? Yeah. Little kids, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to play out to, say, a seven-year-old when they go back 
and because they're not very conscious of everything that's going on, but when they start thinking about this day and age when they're 42, what is 2017 going to sound like to them? Yes. What is Trump's legacy? I mean, his legacy is is literally you might as well it might as well be that barrel behind a horse's ass just scooping up manure because this I mean we're we're disjointed we're separated people get in trouble he throws paper towels at them yes yes total disrespect you know I mean he's disrespected women in every shape form and fashion uh, as a black man in America I don't feel like he's he wants to forget what we say. You know, this black people, he's not my president. He almost keeps telling us, I don't want to be your president. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Forget right. what we say. He said he, he's telling us, I don't want to be your yeah. president. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. You're Muslim American? I don't want to be your president. You're lesbian, transvestite, or transsexual? I don't want to be your president. You know, you got yeah, right. you just came. You're a brand new immigrant, a Muslim. I don't want y'all. Right. I mean, sure be, don't. The amazing thing, Dex, white supremacists Saturday marched in that same park in Charlottesville. Not a tweet right. from Pence. Not a tweet from Trump. But None. they, but they got a problem with twenty black guys on a knee. At a football game. Yes, That's which big news actually, to them. Right. Actually, in my, in my opinion, I think that it was kind of dying out. It wasn't as um, where it was last year, this year. I think this year, the first two, three games, I think it was kind of like it was just here and there, here and there. And he set the fire. He lit the fire. Yeah, because he made it about him. Sons, yeah, he called them sons of bitches. He, he, he um, stirred that pot up. And um, set that thing back off again. Yeah, one of the most presidential things he's ever said. Call strange men mothers bitches. Makes a lot of sense coming from the White House. Right, exactly. From the White House. The highest office in the land. I think you you would have much better better things to be doing than worrying about a football game and and what's going on. Yeah, we got uh, Kim Jong-un. What about dealing with that? <laughs> yes, yes. I was uh, I googled something to see about North Korea, and since the Korean War up until now, no one, no one, has done anything or can do anything really with North Korea. There's nothing uh, outside of going to literally going to war with them. There's nothing you could say or do to them, and that's sad. Yeah, you could put some restrictions on them, tell them that you can't get some of our grain, which right. which. We've been restricting them through China forever, so it doesn't really make a difference, you know? Right, exactly. And then um, I, when they had, that's the history thing, um, when they went into North Korea, this was with uh, the one who got fired, um, MacArthur. General MacArthur. Plus MacArthur. When they went in there, they got kicked out um, in North Korea. They had to retreat because one million Chinese met them. They met them. And they had to back out, back up, back out. And okay. Like, well, and then, you know, it's just like when you're listening to people talk, oh, go over there and get them off the face of the earth. So you think you're going to go over there into a North, North Korea and the Chinese ain't going to have a say in this? The Russians are not going to say have a say, but more so the Chinese. 
can't go over yeah. there in that country and they think you're going to annex it back to the, you know, one Korea. No way. <laughs> Yeah, and you're gonna you you leave a problem for Japan. You leave a problem for South Korea. Right. You know what we people forget. We we act like okay. I, I'll state this, and I'll state this as a, a fact. This is my fact. Nobody else's fact. I love my country. I love yeah. the fact that I can say what I want, and no kind of Gestapo is kicking in my door in ten minutes. Yeah. I love the fact that I have rights to. To, to make as much money or as little money as humanly possible, get as big an education or no education, to be a bum or to be great, my choice. What I don't like is that there's a false narrative that we are perfection. We got a lot of hurting shit going on right here. There are towns, cities, states that are uh, third world. Third yeah. right here yes, in America. Yes, yes. Ab- unbelievable. Have you ever been to uh, Los Angeles? I've never been to L.A. Okay. It's on the bucket a- list. L.A., Hollywood, right around the corner from, like, Hollywood where the stars are on the street, mm-hmm. less than three blocks away is Skid Row. Wow. The most um Google uh, don't even Google it. YouTube it. YouTube it so you can see a video. Anybody that listens to my voice. Seventeen thousand homeless people living in basically tenement camps. Tent camps. Three blocks away from the stars on the ground. Three blocks wow. away. You ain't got to go miles up in no mountains, no hills. This isn't uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm talking Hollywood, California, sunny-ass L.A. It is a sight to behold. It's one of the most amazing things that you never want to see, but you should. everybody should see because most people don't even know that it exists. Yeah, you're right, because um, I went, well, you know, just the towns that I see are here upstate New York that, you know, that are, you know, devastated. Like, their industry is only the prison industry. But then going down to uh, Trenton, New Jersey, Camden, New Jersey, Irving, Irvington, Newark, New Jersey. I, I had a house in Irvington, New Jersey, right next to Newark. It looked like a, it looked like the Bronx in 1970s, no lie. Like, Tom stopped. Listen, I can believe that. I used to be a big Philly goer. I, when I lived in Brooklyn, I used to love to go to Philly. That was like my escape. Like once a month, I would go, me and my wife would go to Philly, and we go to this place called Center City. Center right. City is beautiful. Just imagine Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So it's lovely. Nice hotels. Down the block is Temple University one way. University of Penn is a couple of blocks down the other way. But you drive through... Uh, northern Philadelphia, Philly, North Philadelphia to get there, because this is more South Philly. And it literally, just a ghost town of abandoned buildings. Matter of fact, you see it on 95 when you come up. Right, you know, when right. you come down, say you head down towards Virginia. That part of Philadelphia that you see it on your right, that's North mm-hmm. Philly. It's okay. like the land that time forgot. And this is America. Yes, yes. Now, let me do something a little lighthearted here. What you watching? 
What are you? Are you seeing any movies? What TV shows are you into? Oh, well, inform into, the people. Um, well, my favorite show is uh, Game of Thrones. Second, that is The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, you know what? I am one of the fifteen people left on the planet who has never seen one second of the Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't have the mentality. Uh, you know what? As soon as I seen it was like, you know, I used to watch a show called Vikings. Okay, as soon as uh-huh. I seen, as soon as I found out that I'm going to have to learn names like Glibble Glob Glob, I was like, no, <laughs> thank you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with that. I, I don't want to. And then I hear that every, see, every show is just sex and death. I was like, you know what? I got true blood. At least that's, you know, at least that's just, I had true blood. I had Oz. I mean, uh-huh. like right now, I just got deep into Ray Donovan. I just, within like the last two months, started watching Ray Donovan in a marathon session, and I'm all caught up with that. Okay, okay, I gotta get, I gotta start watching that. I heard that was a good show, along with Ray, House of Cards. I heard House of Cards was good too. Haven't got into that. Now you will get frustrated because Ray Donovan, I, as far as I'm concerned. The best year of television was season one of Ray Donovan. The second year of Ray Donovan makes you want to throw something through your TV. Okay. Before it kind of bounces back, and now it's it's a seesaw. It's a, a roller coaster ride, so it's not okay. steady. But that first year, because most shows need a buildup. I, I didn't right. watch Power for years. I just right. started watching Power in 2017. That okay. first season of Power was was hard to get through because they were trying to build storylines, and I hated it. I hate waiting. Ray Donovan, within the first five minutes, that show started like boom, boom, smack you right okay. in the face. Like, this is what it's going to be. And then they fool you. They It's like standing there and somebody give you a wedgie. You, you, you think they they, they, they they reaching around to touch you in a loving way, and then they pull your drawers down in front of everybody. So it was, it was really it was really it was really bad. Now I will say one thing that I am super amped about: Curb Your Enthusiasm is back, and what a show! Oh, oh yes, yes, yes! <laughs> I love that show. What a show! Uh, Larry David is a psychopath, yes, and I he love. Is. He's, you know what? He's the psychopath that I can hang with thirty minutes a week. On yes, he, you know, yeah, yeah, Larry is a mess, man. That thing, oh my God, I was crying in here when he was talking about fatwa, fatwa. <laughs> yes, now I haven't oh. seen, I haven't seen last night's episode yet. I'll oh, probably watch that. Video. I'll probably watch that. If I can handle it during, during dinner, because Larry actually makes me laugh. So it's not a good thing to be eating and laughing. So, you know, that's not really the most healthy thing to do. But I love the show I, because it's not just Larry. Everybody on that show is disagreeable. Every single yes. character. Yes, if, yes, if yes. He, if he runs into you in a gas station, it's going to be an argument. You're right. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. You don't want to Absolutely. know Larry David in real life. He's horrible. Yes, yes. I'm this guy. Like, wow, what a mind. Yeah. So What a mind. I, I've been so busy lately that I am out of the loop with movies. I have not seen a movie front. The, the last movie I actually seen was uh, 
all eyes on me, the Tupac story. And that might have been about a month ago. I mean, I'm just too busy now with all the sports on on the weekends. I really don't have time to uh, sit down and watch a movie. Yeah, I haven't. I don't remember the last movie I saw. Um, no, I, I can't even think of it. <laughs> now I want to. I want to. I want to say a rest in peace right here to a Brooklyn legend, boys and girls. Well, not boys and girls. At the time, it was just boys high school. To Connie Hawkins, he NBA legend, Brooklyn legend, street ball legend. He died at seventy five and a Hall of Famer. Okay, I mean, unsung. Yeah, see, not too many, not too many uh, NBA legends come out of Boys High, and that was my right. high school. Yes, but him, Pearl Washington, Lenny Wilkins, and unfortunately, Pearl is gone. Now Connie's gone. Yes, yes. So I, I just want to say rest in peace to a kangaroo. You know. Oh yeah, that's something. Also, so you wonder why, like. Brooklyn, like basketball, like not many players make it, you know, to um, that level of excellence. You know, like when we was coming through, you know, you had Pearl, you had Beetle, had Iceberg, Reynolds. You know, that was like Brooklyn basketball, you know, Alexander Hamilton and, and Boys and Girls High School. That was like the golden era of basketball. You know what it was? I guess they were perceived – Brooklyn basketball players have always been perceived, and maybe it's a New York thing, as street ballers. Mm. And and I think that might have been that might have been the knock against them that they you know they would all have mean handles, all of them had wicked handles, but they didn't play a structured style of basketball. I mean you know because Steph made it, Kelly yeah. made it. You know, I mean, not Curry, Marbury. What, the, what am I talking about? <laughs> Marbury made it. He had, he had, he had quite a, a a career. I mean, he lasted eight, nine, ten years in the NBA. Right. But Telfair didn't make it. No, he got issues right now. Oh, wasn't he uh, involved with some some weapons? Yes. Well, that's that's never a good thing in New York City. NYC weapons not a good thing. North Carolina, nope, North Carolina weapons no deal at all. Just don't be a felon. <laughs> but they hand you one when you come over the state line. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because like when um, what's his name? That rapper, Little Wayne, when he had um, got into his thing on the tour bus. And guys were saying, it's my gun. They was taking the weight and saying, it's mine. But, you know, uh, overzealous politicians and judges, they wanted him. But he was <clears> smart by saying, I will cop out and take them um, one. I'll take that one-year sentence as opposed to being doing what Remy Ma did was when you, you shoot somebody and you go take it to trial, you're supposed to take the plea. Yeah, well, that's that's the way the system is set up. Actually, yeah. the system is set up where they don't want you to ever really go to trial. You cost more money going to trial, right, than ever being locked up. You yeah. know, and you know what's crazy? It's us. It's the the um the those who cop out. It's over ninety percent. Like you said, nobody goes to trial. It's over ninety percent. 
Yeah, I actually that, uh, worked. I actually worked for the feds in the Federal Defender's Office. The fucking federal, uh, the most amazing job that I've ever had, and I hated it. I was mm-hmm. on uh, on a daily basis talking to rapists, murderers, major drug dealers, and um, kidnappers, and I had their files. And you could see the fucking crimes that they were committing. And everybody was there just to get by. Because nobody wanted to actually pay for a lawyer. They wanted to... Most people don't know. Okay, you have the feds that prosecute you. But there is a wing of the federal law system that actually uh, protects you. They defend you. Mm-hmm. And these people were... Uh, all Harvard educated, Harvard, Yale educated, and they really took this shit serious because if it made it to this office, they would go all out for you. Right. But most of those people there too, after a while, they'd be like, you know what? I'm a veteran of the system. I, I can do four years standing on my head, man, especially when they're talking 25. Give me the fucking four let me go. Right, right. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of staying at MDC anyway. Right, right. Yeah, that that blew my mind when someone told me that. Oh yeah, ten years I could do that on my hand. I was like, what? I'm like, oh my god! Overnight, I'm I'm like Petro. I'm out. I gotta get out of here. Walls closing in on me. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I spent one night in my entire life in jail. One night, and it was the shittiest day ever. Uh, I found out that this is this is total crap. It's not something I want to do, nothing I ever want to experience. And this was decades and decades ago, man. You go from, I mean, because it's a, it's a whole nasty process. You go from, you visit about nine precincts before you, you finally, before they decide to put you somewhere for the night. And then you wait for a judge to just say the magic words. Go home, ROR. Shit. You, you wait all day for that. But it's the longest. 24 hours can be extremely long if you count it by seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I, Doc is, uh, I'm straight. I'm straight. I, the government, the states, no state has a problem with me, and I don't have any major problems with any state. So I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> Fuck that, man. I'm a good oh, one. Yeah, I like man. The, oh, yeah. I like cashing a paycheck. That was my that's my deal. Did you watch any uh, football this weekend? Uh no, I didn't. Okay. Well, you know, the good old New York Giants, O and five. <laughs> o and five. <laughs> Yo, man, somebody and then I seen that uh, on T V that Odell is injured, broke his ankle. And it's sad yeah. what's sad about him, even though he has his antics. It's sad about the NFL player. You're trying to get your money. You're trying to get paid, and then you have an injury. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? He's coming up on a money year. Yes. Now, the thing that got me about this this 0-5, and and this is for Giant fans. Only Giant fans. Okay, football ends in February after the Super Bowl. Giant fans are the only sports fans who talk shit Four months out of the season. So 
all March, April, May, June, hold on, July, Giant fans will tell you about how fantastic the year is going to be. Now, the year starts, and this one started bad, and you can't find a Giant fan on social media. Listen, the quietest you, feel the same pe- way, you feel the same way about Dallas Cowboy fans, too. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm a proud Cowboy fan. They lost the game against this beast yesterday, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a monster, and I, I tip my hat to him. But for the first time in my adult life, I'm not very happy to be a Cowboy fan because I don't like how Jerry Jones is handling this whole flag issue. He comes, oh, right. out, with a, he comes out with a statement yesterday and, and basically said, my players are standing or else. And in right. America, the or else really, unless you commit a crime, is a word you should never hear, or else. Right, exactly. Especially when you have rights. You have a First Amendment right to freedom of speech, and freedom of speech is, is honoring or not honoring anything. We don't have a bylaw that says you must come to this country, bow, hold your heart, love this flag. You don't have to do it. It's what's in your heart, how you feel. Yes. And I, I now, see people here want to talk about it's a, a private business and they can do things that differently. My point, my argument then is is that that seems like a double standard then so that the private businesses supersede the U.S. Constitution? No, and on top of it, each team is, say, say each team is an independent contractor, right? Yes. The by the bylaws of the league don't make it illegal for you to do this. The by which should supersede the team's rules. Cause, cause say say this. I'm gonna say something's crazy. I got a team in the NFL. I noticed that all my players like to get high. You know what? You guys can smoke as much weed as you want. Forget the league rules. No, it don't work that way. So you never right. supersede the league. And in this in this instance, Jerry Jones is telling the league, forget your laws. I laid down a law that says my guys must. And I, I just don't like anybody telling somebody else. I think parents have the right to tell their children, you must. But after that, there's no you must. Right, right. You know, I mean, because there's usually for adults, there are going to be consequences. Well, actually, for children, there should be consequences. But, and I'm not talking about putting laying hands, so I don't want nobody to get that misconstrued. Because you're never going to find somebody that's more anti-beating than me. But that's a, another story, I guess, for another day. But NFL was very interesting yesterday. I mean, it was some good games. The Jets won again. So right now, the Jets are kings of New York, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, nobody, that's funny right there. Yeah, the nobody Jets thought the Jets was going to win. Eight nobody games, thought they were going to win. Exactly. They, nobody thought they were going to win one game. Jets already got yeah, three in the hole. Yeah, because they've tanked their season, really, before the season started. And... um. This is right here, you know. But there's, I had um, Soren Sports Center. They was talking about the Miami Dolphins with their infinite wisdom of signing Jay Cutler. That they got like one of the worst offenses in the league. Listen, I was watching the Miami 
play, um, let me get this right, the Miami Dolphins were playing the Tennessee Titans, I believe, yesterday. And at one point, and I'm talking all the way deep into the second quarter, Jay, Guck, Jay Cutler had thrown for like 26 yards. 26 yards, a professional quarterback in the NFL. Wow. And he got 10 20, million this year. Yeah, Jay Cutler is a bum. I'll say that without any hesitation. I always thought he stunk. He's had like one, or one, maybe two decent years in his entire career, and that's 12 years. Right. And and, and that Jet quarterback, McCow, he stinks something bad too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy that every time he's always trying to help the other team win, it seems like. You know, let me go out of my way to help this other team win this game. And now tonight we got the Vikings, and they're playing. No, the Bears do have a win. The Vikings are playing the Bears. That's our Monday night football game. It's either you can watch that if you're a sports fan, or you do have Major League Baseball. And I'm glad to see my Yankees back in the playoffs, man. I'm, now, I didn't see um, the play the other day, but I heard about it, how Joe Girardi screwed up. With the strike, um, what was that about? It tipped the bat. He should. It should have been a strike. It should have been an out. So one right. less man would have been on base. When that guy, say that guy, hits, still hits that home run, but it's not a. It's it, it, you take a run off the board. Right, right. Now yesterday at Yankee Stadium, they played Game Three. Yankees win one zip. The Bronx game a Bronx chair. They basically told Girardi, we hate you. Please be gone. Get out of our lives. Uh, and, you know, he's up for a contract, uh, either renewal no, or so. And, and, and Girardi is now being contrite. He His butt should have ran on that field, made them go to reach. Major League Baseball has, re, uh, you know, replay. review like everybody else does now. I would so have been on that field. So when he does the replay in Major League Baseball, unlike football, you lose a down. You don't lose anything with Major League Baseball, do you? No, you're just holding the game up. And you know what? You remember the Three Stooges? Kids might not remember the Three Stooges, but Curly Moe used to do this thing where he dropped to the ground and roll around. Yes. Shit, if I would have had to do that on the mound just to make them watch the rerun, I would have did it. I would have been out there looking like a fool doing the Curly Moe. Mm-hmm. Especially since it's so vital. This, this, these uh, ALDS, you only need to win three out of the five games. The Yankees right. could be up possibly two, two to two one, one. Right. instead of down two one. You lose one more, it's over. But I will, I will say one thing. This Yankee team is a year ahead of schedule. Yes, they, they are. are. I went to, I went to one game. And and he hit a home run. I, we were so happy because I took the kids with me. I took like about ten kids with me, and none of the kids had ever been to a baseball game. And um, man, I was even excited because I ain't never been to the new Yankee Stadium. And Aaron Judge hit a home run. He he's something to watch. Oh yeah, that's a big one too. I uh, I've been to the new Yankee Stadium two times. I have never sat in the regular New Yankee Stadium. I had corporate seats. Uh-huh. I must have had one time I went. I must have had 
like a thousand dollar seats. I'm not jiving you. Catered food. I'm talking five star restaurant. Catered private bathroom. Free drinks all night long. And I'm not talking no little drinks. I'm talking about whatever you wanted. If you wanted Johnny Walker Blue, they had it. No cheap. So that night was the hell with beer, man. I'm I'm eating a risotto. And lobster. I'm like, this is a hell of a way to watch a game. And then I went another time with my co-host, Ned. I also got corporate seats. This was also a catered, but it was a, we had a, like a hotel room, a private room with glass encased. You could watch the game on the five TVs that's in your room with a private bathroom, or you could go sit outside in seats and watch the game. Uh, so I've never actually been in the crowd crowd at the new Yankee Stadium. Man, that kind of spoiled me. Yeah, that kind of spoiled me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is spoiled, boy. That's yeah, nice. yeah. Now, we both being New Yorkers, unfortunately, I, I'm going to say I have. I can't speak for you. Some old man in New York, he super, I guess, of a building. He gets cut because some dude is defecating in front of his building in Manhattan. And unfortunately, mm. I've actually seen human shit in the street. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, a person from Montana might never experience that. But New Yorkers, <laughs> New, yeah, New Yorkers, yep. we, we, we experience things that other people, you know, I'm going to say for them, fortunately, they don't have to deal with just one thing, seeing dog doodle, but you never want to see human crap, and and I have seen that I think on several occasions. Uh huh. Yes. I, I I never forget one time I was on a train. Me and a, me and a buddy of mine, we were on a train. We were on an F train, and we look over. We go, what 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 is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? So we hear him grunting and groaning. So we kind of give the guy a warning. Stop it. Stop. Just stop, man. You'll get a free pass. We're a little lit. We we will lay hands on you. <laughs> Guys, wake it off. Fucking wake it off. Oh, gosh. So we had to administer uh, uh, some justice, some street justice, because that <laughs> couldn't fly. I mean, you know, a dude is wanking off on a train. Oh, like, man. like, like this is normal. No, that's dis- oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it, it was not like it was any visuals that okay, this guy just seen the hottest piece of ass he's ever seen in his life. I mean, it's like four people. It's late night on an F train, and two of them is males, and you could hear him. It's like he's putting he's putting on a performance. Ah, I'm like, God damn, man. I, I've never made that sound in my life. Yes, yes. You know, but the New York City subway is a interesting treat. Matter of fact, I was just in New York uh, the end of uh, August to the beginning of September. And one of the promises that I made myself while I was in New York City was that I was not going down in the subway. I was like, you know what? I, I did that shit for 30 years, 30 plus years. I'm not riding the subway. I rented cars. I took buses, but I did not make it in the subway. And I was so glad to keep that promise. I don't think I missed anything. 
Oh, you you definitely don't want to go on the subway, especially the weekends. The weekends are the worst, absolute worst on the weekends. Yeah, we uh, you know, I'm spoiled here. I drive everywhere I go, which is not a good thing. Which I really uh is really it's a horrible thing. I have nothing in walkable distance from my home. Nothing. Oh, yes, I understand. Look, I mean, look, I understand. I mean, me too. <laughs> Yeah, so I have to get, I have to, just to keep keep myself human and not be lazy, I literally have to go out and walk three, four times a week just so I can walk. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, damn, for me to get a loaf of bread, I got to get in the car. You know, yes. to do anything, I got to get in the car. Shit, to pick yes, up I my mail, I basically drop my garbage off, I got to get in the car. Yeah. Now that's a big transition for someone living in Brooklyn, going to the you know suburban or the country because you you always just walking and seeing people in your neighborhood and in your community. Oh no! Here's the thing now, Dex. Me and my wife say we go walk. Walkers get looked at as though they're space creatures. <laughs> it's either something's wrong, like something went really, really wrong in your life. Look at those bums. That's the first thing you you, you can see in their eyes. Okay, I will I, I will say, like a week ago, me and me and my wife was walking. We have this path. We get like a nice two mile walk in. It's a beautiful thing. And at least a lady drove by and she waved, like, hey. Like, we were human. Mm-hmm. But most people damn near crash their car when they see you walk down here. Yes, yes, because when I see people walking on the highway, I'd be like, well, the car broke down. Where are they going? Who, who walking? <laughs> yeah, see you're, see, see, you're guilty, too, because I'm guilty. Yeah. The first thing you say is, What's, what went wrong in their life just now? Yeah, you know, also, too, I'm pretty sure where your area at, too, because there's no sidewalks. So, well, it's, <laughs> it's like, where are you walking to? Sidewalks are very. I moved to suburban. Sidewalks are a rarity. You know where the sidewalks are? In the property. From house right. to house. That's it. Right. But I have the highways right outside. Uh, the highway, I guess, US 70. And mm-hmm. that would be like, in, if you're in Virginia, it would be Jefferson Davis Highway. That's how far rubber runs. Right. There's nowhere to walk. So when you do see somebody walk, you you be like, yeah, what's going on with Jones over there? What's what the fuck is going on? I'm looking around. The first thing you start doing is look around to see if their car is like uh, stopped somewhere. But uh, yes, it's, it's uh, you know what? I, if I would have thought about something like that, really more thorough before I moved down. But I moved from where I was down here. To a whole nother town. I was near Wake Forest, but I was too. I considered that too rural. I was like, "Damn, okay. man, I'm in, I'm in the boony boom boom. I can't have, I can't even breathe over here." I said, "Let me go somewhere else." And come to find out, after staying here about a month, I was like, "Shit, I'm just in rural, not not rural, but more suburban than I was." You know, I do, yeah, I do like yeah. the, I do like the peace. I, do, I found out going back to Brooklyn for the first time in five years, I did not miss the city. I didn't. Really? I really just didn't. Wow. I missed I miss the food. Yes, the food, definitely. But I did not miss the city. I didn't miss seeing ugly-ass gray buildings every two steps. 
I miss when I was gone, I miss seeing trees and pretty birds. You know, shit wow, here. Been gone five years already? Wow. Yeah, I left in twenty twelve. I mean here shit. I got cardinals, I got blue jays, I got hawks, I got Orioles, and I see these every day. We don't even see, I don't have pigeons where I live. The fucking <laughs> pigeons. Pigeons they're not welcome. Now what I do have, Dex, I have a crew of about twenty fucking vultures that hang out near my home. Twenty of them. They are humongous. They're called turkey vultures, mm-hmm. and they hang out together and they roost on roofs. And every once in a while, I guess one gets on my roof too. You could hear it sound like a pterodactyl's up there. Wow. I mean, but I've seen everything, man. I've seen uh, rabbits. I I've seen. I think I've seen a fox about two weeks ago, and dead deer all the time. Man. I, oh yeah. I, you, October, come to think of it, October will start, like, hunting season here slash mating season. And these deers try to cross the highway, man, and you see a big buck just laid out in the morning, dead as hell. That's not not an uncommon thing. Right. My area is also, too, very rural, and I see all kind of wildlife. But me and my wife are supposed to be, we always contemplate and walk in our road because we walk. Our road is like woodsy, and uh, we be thinking all kind of things. Be thinking about Jason, Michael Myers, you know, coming from the city. And um, this cemented it for us, man. I don't know if we're going to be walking anywhere. I was coming home one night. It was about maybe seven thirty, eight o'clock, and I saw something wobble across the road. And I was like, is that what I think it is? I backed up, and sure enough, it was a bear. Okay, well, was, see. Like, a bear changes everything. But did you know what you have to do? You and your wife have to do, unfortunately, what people like us have to do. And and city people that live in the inner city can't really relate unless they go see their auntie, grandma, or cousin or something. Mm-hmm. You have to get in a car and drive somewhere else to walk yeah. and be that yeah. stranger over there. Who right. are these strange people walking through the property? You got to be that person. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's important that you stretch your legs and... You know, especially people that don't go to the office every day. If you're in the office every single day, you're getting your walk-in just going around bullshitting with Jane over here, going to HR over there, copy machine. You're getting it in, going to lunch and train station. But when you eliminate those things from your life, you you know, going from the kitchen to the uh, to the couch ain't flying. That shit's not healthy. No, 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 it's not. And, uh, yeah, the heart and the lungs need more than that. Right, yeah. So I said, well, we'll we can go to the school where the kids go to and walk the track. Exactly. We can, yes. we can go to the controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. Stay off stay off the rural roads with uh, Yogi. Yeah. Yogi's, <laughs> Yogi's problems. Yes, I see people. I'm inspired by them. I was like, oh, you're an inspiration to me, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not doing that. I was in a, we have a huge state park over here, huge. Supposedly it's five times bigger than uh, Central Park. So one day me and my wife, we were in there, we walked through there, they got this big pond or that leads into a lake or a river, whatever the hell. So we go through and sure enough, there's deer. And you know what? People don't think about them being that much intimidating. Let a deer be about a foot and a half from you, especially a buck. 
you'd be like, hey, because they look at you like they don't want to run. They tell you get going, get going, and 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 and, and they mean it. Right. So I don't mess around with Mother Nature too much, man. I'm not. I'm a concrete. I'm a true Brooklynite, concrete cowboy, man. I am not your beach guy. I am not the dude that's going to go camping with you. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with none of that. I love being on concrete. I I don't like my feet on no grass. I don't like to be barefoot in the sand. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. It's nothing yeah. wrong. For- if it's the next person, but that's not my form of relaxation. You know, I, I, I still like, I'd rather be on my wooden deck than the axe to be in the grass. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. So if you, uh, you got any, you listening to anything in particular music-wise? I, You know what I mainly listen to? I mainly listen to old school music, man. Nothing um, wrong with uh, that. I can look old school rap. I understand the lyrics. I understand what they're saying. I listen to some old school R and B because you know it makes me think of my family. A lot of them passed on, you know. So when I listen to this, you know, like Al Green and James Brown, it puts my mindset that they all gathered together, and I uh, remember those good times. And then you know today's hip hop, you know, it has some nice beats and stuff to it, but other than that, it has no substance. I just have to keep in my mind that, okay, this is for their era. You know, like when people maturate, their music changes, you know, hopefully. Because this almost, to me, like the music is almost like the uh, the dark ages right now, <laughs> you know. The dark ages of hip-hop, you know. Yeah, kinda, it kind of sucks. I mean, but you know what? We give, we give uh, sometimes when you reflect and you go back, you... Uh, give too much credit to things you know when you reminisce hip hop infancy stunk but we loved it but it really yeah. did stink I mean yeah. there were no lyrics yes yes y'all to the beat y'all hip hop right, y'all yeah, definitely right. <laughs> that, that's basically garbage I mean if right. you, you can't you can't listen I don't give a damn how hardcore you are Nobody could actually listen to something that was really before, like, Curtis Blow and before people actually put sentences together. Because, I mean, I used to be in the parties. There were no sentences. No, it wasn't. There was just put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't. And everybody said that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, call and response. Exactly. But that sort of, you know, people reminisce and they reminisce. Warm about it. And then, you know, Melly Mel and them started saying, you know what, we could say whole sentences and tell a story, you know. Yeah. And and, and then it, it took off. And then people grew to hate the 90s rap. And, and the 90s rap wasn't completely bad. I mean, the 90s gave us the biggies. It gave us the Tupacs. Yeah. You know? It gave us the NWA, Snoop Dogs. I mean, damn. Without that, where is it? I actually think the 90s were better than the 80s. Yeah, it's but that's just me personally. Yeah. yeah. I think, with, you know, like with hip-hop, I think, you know, like, at least you had some form of diversity. And um, and then as the, towards the late 90s, they just went towards one narrative, you know, so-called gangster rap. And, yeah, um, yeah. 
the the diversity was gone. You know, even yeah, today, I, right now, with this going on with this mumble rap, it's like okay, it's it's a place for that too. But where's the diversity? Where's the person that's not saying that? You know what I mean? I mean, you got a few, you know, like Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, and, um, Schoolboy Q. You know that group that's set over there. But you know, with the other ones, what they deem towards, you know, like the Dirty South, it's hard. Man. I mean, oh man, I went to Atlanta over the summer. And oh boy, that's all they played when I went to one of those clubs. That's it. It was just whatever the you know southern rappers. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and then people forget this. Well, I guess maybe I don't know. I guess some people are just so home based wherever home may be. Right. All right. That's a good point. Yep. And and unfortunately, Dex, enough people don't get out of the block. It's work. The block maybe five blocks away from home. But if you traveled around this place called United States, you'll find out that every region has always had their own thing. Right. I, I, lived, I, I lived in Orlando, right? I lived in Tampa. There was that Miami music that was 150 miles per hour. That was yeah, their yeah. thing. Right. And they didn't give a rat's ass about anything from anybody else. When they were doing a, a jam on the radio, you know, you had Washington. They had their go-go music. Go-go music, That's their yep. thing. Yeah. You know? So Houston had their trap house music. Places have always had their regional music where they made celebrities out of the people. Put it this way. You go to San Francisco, Oakland area. They have a, not only a, their own language, they have their own music, they have their own culture. Like, the first time I heard Ghost Riding the Whip, I didn't know what the hell Ghost Riding the Whip was. I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's literally jumping out of a moving car and letting the car keep rolling down the block driving. And then you hop wow. back in, you hop back out, and that's Ghost Riding the Whip. Wow. And then there was a song. But, you know, different places. And, you know, New York, as New Yorkers, New Yorkers, we always thought that we, the top of the food chain. And then the top, top, the top, top, top of the food chain is Brooklyn. Yep. That's just the bottom line. Nobody can can tell us how to dress. Nobody tells us what hairdos is right, what jackets. You know, that's just that just comes with the territory. You know, Brooklyn's yeah, a, a special. It's a special place, and when where we grew up, it was a real super special place. <laughs> very, very super special. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure when you and your your wife was visiting, and you went downtown Brooklyn, I know you was probably saying, "Wow, this place has changed." Yes, without a doubt. I mean, what I could have done without was that every five feet there was construction. But it oh, yeah. was it was nice to see that. I mean, I, what I did miss was mom and pop. There was no every like five feet five years ago. It was a restaurant or little place to get food. Now those places are gone. Yeah. Now because it's more gone. corporate. Yes, my aunt used to always laugh. She's from D.C. When she would come to New York, she was like, y'all don't even have a damn hotel. That was her thing, uh, you know, rest of the soul. And I was on Duffield Street where the Duffield, remember the Duffield, the movie theater? And, you better um, believe it. 
I was on the block. It's three hotels on that block now. Yes. I stayed on a hotel on Skimmerhorn Street, which there was a hotel where I was at, and two feet down the block was another hotel. Unbelievable. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm a Brooklyn man. I would have never thought that I was going to ever stay at a hotel. But you, I don't. I don't like to inconvenience people. I don't, and I don't like to live under anybody else's rules and regulations. So yeah. I'm a person that if I come to town, I, I prefer to stay at a hotel. I go visit my in-laws. Matter of fact, right before I went to New York, I went to Virginia, Dumfries, Virginia, to see my in-laws. Right. And they was like, "You gonna stay by the house?" And I was like. You know I'm not staying by the house. I can't <laughs> stay by the house. I'm in the hotel room. Not that I'm do, doing anything uh, deviant, but you want to know something? If I'm in the bathroom, I don't want you fucking knocking on the door because it's your house and you have the right to do it. Right. Hey, what you doing in there? You've been in there for long. Well, <laughs> it's taking me longer than I thought. Leave me alone. So I, yeah, I right. need privacy. Yeah. You know, I... You know, this, this, um, when 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 I was in Brooklyn, I had two friends. One lived in the Poconos. One lived upstate New York. And they would come by and visit a lot. They would come by the house, and we would always say, hey, spend the night, spend the night. Doc, i tell you what, it didn't matter what time it was, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. They said, no, nah, we're going home. And I, after they would leave, I'd be like, saying to my wife, I said, oh, my God, these guys are good. How the hell do they do it? So then when we moved up here upstate, we stayed at, we would come back to Brooklyn, stay with our son in the, at the house. And then he coming to stay with him was always something. You had to bring tissue. You had to bring water. You had to bring it. So then one one day I was like, let's go. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, where are we going? I said, we're going home. And ain't stayed there since. I can gotta dig be that. in my own bed. I'm going home. I'm thugging it out. Even if I gotta go to sleep somewhere, I'm th- I'm going home. Yeah, I, I I like I like being the king of my castle. I don't I don't want you telling me when to move, where to go. You shouldn't be touching this. You violated that. You know what? Now the difference is, I got plenty of room. So I don't mind if I like the person. I got to really like the person because people always – here's the thing, Dex. You probably go through this. I hope you don't. I really hope you and the wife don't. People are always inviting themselves to my crib, but we're not even that friendly. And I'd be like, why are you – just because you're coming through town don't mean that I'm running to bed and breakfast. Right. We're right, not even right, that right. close. Right. Why are, you, why are you coming to check me out for? See, but the thing is, I, I'm ballsy enough to say, let's cut the shit. We ain't that close. I, I've mm-hmm. known you. I've known you for 35 years. We lived in Brooklyn. You never came by my house one time. Right, right. Now, all of a sudden, because I live out of state, you coming through, I'm a three-day layover. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't remember right, ever right. posting that. I've never posted that anywhere or social media ever said that in a message or facts. Or told anybody, any time anybody's coming through the state of North Carolina, you're welcome to stay with me. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie, Doc. Doc don't lie like that. First of all, the first question my wife's going to ask me is, 
How close are you that I never heard of this person? Right. Now, yeah. you know, they don't take into consideration that you have some some people got women and children in that house. Who are right. these people that we are now putting our heads to rest and they stay in three rooms down? Yes, exactly. Not cool. Now, don't let me invite you by my house. Don't invite yourself by my house. Right, right, yeah, because that, we had went away, we went to Dumfries um, uh, last weekend or two, and um, that was that thing. You know, we went there, the guy's cool, he's a good guy, but he didn't invite us there, but guess what? We was getting, we was getting a hotel anyway, but we're not saying, like, and this is just a friend, it ain't even family, you know, to say, mm-hmm. hey, we staying, you know, we going to a hotel, and guess what? It's no big. It's no big deal. I don't feel away or nothing like that. Yeah, but see, I was. I'm just in New York, like I said earlier, and not only did somebody say that they want to come down to see me, but that when they down here, they want to take my car. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, damn. Now you, now you, you're not asking me. I'm just gonna need to be borrowing your car. What about coming down? Do what I'm doing in New York. When I went to New York, I didn't borrow anybody's car. I rented one like a grown adult. Right. If I wanted a car, I rented a car. I got a driver's yes. license. I got money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting that shit. Hey, let me inconvenience you. And can I have your car while I'm in town? Mm-hmm. You know what? People look at me like I just had 17 heads. Right. So, no, no, no. You, you, you take care of yourself, man. Before we wrap up here, man, I just want to talk about two things real quick. I don't know if you're a UFC fan or not. Well, um, only UFC fights I've you know watched really is um, I watched the big fights you know when they come on like when Rousey before she before she became a punching bag and the um, yeah the other guy who died I can't think of his name Timbo Timbo Slice yeah and but also um, John Jones probably and John Jones yeah well the reason but, I bring it when up I, when I do before you begin but when I when I do watch it though I do I do like it I just gotta figure out when it come on and. Stuff like that, I do like it. I do like the the sport and the physicality and all of that other stuff that go and the technique that go along with the sport. Well, you, I, I just this is something for anybody who wants to see something totally amazing. UFC two sixteen. You can look it up on YouTube. Unfortunately, they have well, fortunately, they have pay per views, but nowadays you don't even have to pay per per views because somebody's posting it. In full mm-hmm. HD. Just watch Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson for a guy named Ray Borg. If you don't want to see the whole fight, fast forward to the fifth round. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson did something that was truly ninja. Unreal. Unbelievable. He slammed a man. And in the middle of the air, like a WWE, which we know is scripted, he put the guy in an armbar while he slammed him. I have never Mm. in my entire life. See, think about it. Your brain has to be moving so fast and so sharp. One, I got you up in the air. Now, while I got you up in the air, I'm going to wrap my legs around your arm, do your neck, and damn near break your shoulder. It was amazing. It was such, it was so amazing that you turn the volume up, you hear a crowd of 20,000 people scream 
in unison because nobody has ever seen anything like this before in their lives. Not in a real fight. People are not supposed to be able to do this shit to other human beings in a real fight. I mean, that was, like I said, Dex, truly amazing. Ray Ball, Demetrius Johnson, YouTube, you don't have to watch the whole thing. You could just put that fight in, go to the fifth round. It happens about two minutes in. You have your mind blown. Do you think they're, do you think they're finished, John Jones and Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey is long gone finished. Ronda Rousey is now a, uh, she might as well just go to celebrity route, do a reality show, keep doing these shows she's doing, like network stars or whatever, WWE, but no, she can't fight anymore. And John Jones is going to probably get hit with a four-year drug ban, which is going to push him to about 34, 35. So he might fight again at 34, 35. But will anybody ever trust him again? His trust is out the window. This is his second drug suspension. Yeah, Once you yeah, lose to... people's trust, that's, you know, people. He, say he goes in there and he demolishes somebody. People are going to be like, he just found a better way to cheat. You know, he found a better yeah, way to wonder, cheat. Yeah, what's his deal? Is he is he cheating or is he just trying to uh, get the edge of just to heal faster with the... Um, but that's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. You know what? Something that gives you more energy, more recovery. I boxed when I was young. I would have did anything if I would have known that I could get away with it, that I didn't have to train so much to have my oxygen. Shit, mm-hmm. I'd have took a shot a week. That beat going out there and running six fucking miles every day. Right. Nothing. That That's no fun. I lived in Utah, man, running 4.30 in the morning, every morning in, in that high altitude, that's a killer. But you need your lungs. You cannot box. You cannot fight if you don't have lungs. It's, it's right. an impossibility. Right. Well, the best thing about that was when I went to boot camp, I, I was in the best shape of everybody in San Diego. I was in phenomenal shape. That's right. We're both sailors. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I, I had the pleasure of going to boot camp in uh, Nimitz. Oh, the USS Nimitz. Yeah, well, uh, Nimitz, I, it beats going to uh, Great Lakes. Shit. Oh, yeah, great mistakes. Yeah, and cold as hell. I was dealing with 97 degree weather every day. Oh, man, that was beautiful. San Diego, yeah. wow. Yes, yes, not bad. Especially for a kid kid from Brooklyn, New York, to see San Diego and experience San Diego, that was a beautiful thing. You know, but I wasn't even really coming from Brooklyn at the time. I was actually coming from Utah. Okay. I had the pleasure of living in Utah for two years. Now, that's oh, wow. an experience. Go from Bed-Stuy to Salt Lake City and see if that don't blow your mind when you're 16, uh, 17 yeah, wow. years old. Wow. Yeah. Well, Dex, my friend, this has been fantastic. It's been my pleasure with having you join in on the Our World Conversation today. Uh, thank you, Brother Doc, for having me. 
Hey, not a problem, man. You're always welcome. I mean, if you really were a lifesaver, because like I said, Netboy couldn't be with me today. But I, I'm going to wrap this up. Don't go anywhere. And I just want to tell the okay. people once again that you can find this show on iTunes, Our World, Netboy Doc, YouTube, which is our main place, Netboy Doc, SoundCloud, Netboy Doc. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all Netboy Doc. If you got something to say to us, please do it. You can comment, like, share this. Uh, if if you didn't like it, let us know. That's fine too. If there's something that we could do to uh, make ourselves sound better, have more interesting topics, anything, just hit us a line and and we will get back to you. Well, this is Doc on behalf of Netboy Doc and our special guest today, Dex. I'm just gonna tell you people peace. <laughs>